I think it was like a raccoon penis bone or something. Like, who the hell shows me raccoon penis bones? to all you minions and ships, and welcome to episode 103 of Comical Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Corbett, and with me is... The greatest of all time! I'm back, people! Hello, this is Miguel G. What is happening? What's going on, man? It's been three weeks. <laughs> Damn, man. You gotta call me out on that already? Jesus. It's been a little while. Can't help, man. You gave me an infection. Oh, I gave you an infection? <laughs> yeah. It was your idea, if I recall. Let's go do these tattoos. It's gonna look hella awesome. It was. Well, it does look hella awesome, but I... Psh- I can't be held accountable for your infection. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's your fault. I got some kind of disease up in here. I'm sneaking in when you're asleep and like rubbing dirt on it and stuff. <laughs> don't be sleeping in on me, man. I don't know what you're rubbing That's on a, me, but... <laughs> the, the, the infectious sleep creep. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> There's got to be a law against that. <laughs> nah, I didn't mess with your tattoo. I'm not taking accountability for that one, but... That one time when you licked it? No, I didn't do that. That was somebody else. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but it's a lot better now, right? Yeah, it's not uh, as red and as, as it was before. It doesn't hurt, thank God. Um, like I said, I don't even know what happened. Just up and like, what the freak? Yeah. Couldn't walk. Yeah, I know. It looked really bad in the pictures, so I'm glad you're doing better. And then, of course, last week, we both got sick at, at weird times and just couldn't make the show work. There was no time to record. Um, so we had kind of a rough end of the year. Yeah, I don't know, man. What do we do? Did we do something wrong? No, I don't think we did anything wrong. It's just life. Podcast guys are pissed at us now. We don't have the mojo anymore. No, nah, we still got the mojo. We got the mojo. We got the mojo. <laughs> I think we'll prove it next weekend. <laughs> oh, God. Why do we have to do that, man? Come on. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's gonna be a lot oh, of fun. geez. Well, we'll talk about that later on in the show. All uh, right. First of all, let's get on with our comic talk. What were your top two this week? Well, my number two is coming to come in as Deadpool number three by Gary Duggan and uh, Mike Hawthorne. Jerry Dugan? Yeah, I know. I just want to say that. Jerry, Jerry Duggan? <laughs> Gary Duggan. Uh-huh. <laughs> I got to do it once. Oh, dude, I love Deadpool. Uh, but, you know, he's an Avenger now. Yes. And he has his Deadpool for hire guys. And uh, kind of like your boy Luke Cage and shit. But uh, They're not heroes for hire. They're mercs for money. Yeah, mercs for money. <laughs> <laughs> it's freaking hilarious to me. Of course, Madcap is there. Mm-hmm. And he's a little off kilter. Yeah, he definitely doesn't fit in with the rest of the group. Uh, the rest of the group, I think, is full killer. Um, I don't even know half these guys. Uh, I know most of them. I just can't think of off the top of my head. Yeah, I, I, just, I just thought it was funny because none of them got paid. All the checks bounced. And I don't know. Who's the bad guy? Who, who Who's the bad dude dressed up as Deadpool? It's actually, you I know, think it's Evil Deadpool. You think? I think it's Evil Deadpool from Daniel Way's run. Because uh, remember, what, what happened in Daniel Way's run is that a lot of pieces of Deadpool were getting left behind at fight scenes. Yeah. Like he would get an arm cut off and just walk away from it. So somebody was going around and picking up all the discarded pieces of Deadpool's body and sewed them all together, and then they regenerated back together and created an even more insane version of him, uh, which is evil Deadpool. And he fought himself in uh, several issues of that series, the second run, and then he kind of disappeared for a while. Um, so I can see him coming back now and, and not liking what's going on with Mercs for Money and all that. Yeah. And, you know, this guy, evil Deadpool, still has the voices in his, his head. He still has all the craziness going on. And I kind of think that they're leading this back down a path where Jerry Dugan's going to write it so that Madcap gets remerged with Deadpool because that's the only way to get him back on track. Because there was that one line in the issue where he mentioned that he thought he was at his best when Madcap was a part of him. Yeah, when he was, yeah, because he's like he's getting played, he's lost his edge. Yeah, and, I've, I've actually really enjoyed the the brief moment of 
clarity that has been Deadpool Volume 3, where he's just been kicking ass and taking names and making rational decisions. But it's also kind of fun to see him go back and be wild and crazy and talk to himself and do all the wacky weird stuff, uh, which obviously is what Mad Cat brings to the table. Seeing Jerry Dugan write that, I think will be way more entertaining than anything Daniel Way did with the character when he was in that form. <laughs> like, Way's an okay writer, but I absolutely love Jerry Dugan. So if that is the path they're taking, I'm really excited to see what happens. Yeah, I'm just curious. I, I enjoyed it because it's funny. Um, to me, just to see Deadpool, like, I don't have my edge anymore. I'm, 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 I'm human. I'm getting beat. Like, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> but he will Deadpool. I didn't think about that. Yeah, it's got to be him. I can't think of anybody else that would do that except for maybe Taskmaster or something. But uh, even that's kind of a stretch. I, I really think it's Evil Deadpool. I like that. That's that's pretty cool. Yeah. What was your number two? Uh, my number two is actually Secret Wars number eight from Jonathan Hickman and Assad Ribic. Um, everything's coming to a head. There's only one more issue of Secret Wars left. Doom is out there starting to fight now. Uh, Thing has broken free. He's no longer the shield holding back the mass hordes of Ultrons and zombies. And he's led the assault to come and attack Doom's castle. Doom summons Galactus to fight him. Or actually, Terax appears and summons Galactus to fight Thing on behalf of Doom, which is pretty badass. Uh, You get to see kind of what's going on with everybody from every tie-in to Secret Wars in this issue. And then Doom actually enters the fray and goes straight for the biggest bad on the other side, Thanos. Mm Mm-hmm. And they have a real interesting conversation where Doom's just like, kneel before me and I'll let you live. And Thanos goes, Thanos doesn't kneel. He's like, I was a god once and I made the same mistakes you're making. He's like, you need to stop. You need to relinquish your power and put things back the way they were. And Doom says, are you a god now? And Thanos goes, no. And then Doom rips his fucking spine out. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I was like, holy shit. <laughs> it was great. It was great. Uh, you know, things aren't wrapped up yet, so we don't really know how it's going to end, but... There was that brief moment where reality tore asunder and Namor and Black Panther came out holding the Infinity Gauntlet, which I've said before that I think the Infinity Gauntlet is going to have a big role to play in setting things correct again. Freaking cop out. (laughs) Well, I mean, there's really no other way they could do it, right? Yeah, you're right. I mean, the Infinity Gauntlet is the the ultimate corrector in the Marvel Universe. If you have it, you can fix anything the way you want to fix it. So I'm pretty sure Namor or Black Panther, whichever one of them has control of it, uh, does the best he can putting things back. So the boom never happened. Battleworld never. <laughs> but I mean, that's always been the thing with Secret Wars. Like they always end, whereas it never happened. Yeah, I know. and and nobody really remembers it. They just know that something weird happened in their past, and they can't remember exactly what it was. What is this episode of Dallas? Bobby's gonna get out the shower again. <laughs> Jesus, come on! But just the fight scenes and all the characters coming together and getting to see Doom enter the fray and Thanos. You know that that whole scene was so cool. Uh, that's what made it my number two, and I just I really enjoyed it. It's a great book. I'm not I'm not going to dog on it, but the fact that the Infinity Gauntlet came out again and you called it, that's why I didn't put it in my top two. Oh, good. <laughs> I was prejudiced against you. I, <laughs> I was like, because when I read, it, I was like, you bastard! He knew it. <laughs> <laughs> hate that guy. <laughs> no, not really. I hate you. It was a good book. Yeah, I just kind of went along the lines with my favorite characters this week. I just I had been gone for so long, and uh, you know, Deadpool was fantastic. Don't get me wrong, but my my number one and my pick of the week. Uh, my number one was hands down the best book, like okay. not even close. My pick of the week is is probably the most fun book of the week. So as much as I love Deadpool, again, he just wasn't quite good enough to, to make my top three. I got you. I think a little shifting is going on here between you and me and these love of our books. But my number one, Spider-Man number four, Dan Slott and Giuseppe. I can never say his last name. Come, Common Cooley. Common Cooley. What? what? Common Cooley. That sounds so messed up. <laughs> I like it because Spider-Man is still in charge of everything. He's Mr. Badass now. He's part of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Nick Fury and all that crap. And he like, to hell with them. You know, Aunt May is more important. Yeah, it was a great, it was a great issue. Like, what happens is uh, the Zodiac, who's been the big villain 
kind of I kind of like that. I like the Zodiac group. Behind things for a while, uh, he's planning a worldwide assault, and Shield is supposed to intervene and stop it. Uh, Spider-Man, since he's part of Shield, is supposed to go along with Mockingbird. They're they're one of the teams that's going after one of Zodiac's twelve disciples. Uh, but he gets a distress call from Aunt May, and it's just like, "Sorry, Shield, deuces, I gotta go help." Yeah, May. exactly. And Bobby Morse is like, "What are you doing? You can't just abandon us." And he's like, "Sorry, Bobby." He ejects her. I know. <laughs> he I was kicks like, her what out of his hell? ship. He gave her like a real cool jetpack. I mean, it, she has wings. She can basically fly now, which is pretty cool. And she made a comment like, "Yeah, not as cool as uh, a." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not as cool as Falcon, but you know, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's not bad. <laughs> And then uh, he goes and he fights a bunch of goblins and saves Aunt May and saves the day. And um, What's his name is still around, though? The yeah. bad guy. Uh, so I don't know what's going to happen with the Zodiac thing going forward, but it was pretty cool. It was a real good issue. One of my favorite lines in that was the thing is like, we'll, we'll do this and one of their biggest guns will betray them. Like, what? And then the guy goes, Spider-Man. Like, holy crap. <laughs> See, he told you Spider-Man is the center of everything, man. Well, that was, that was the thing that caused Zodiac to go forward with his plan right away because he reads the stars. His whole thing is that the horoscopes are determining on what his attacks are and things like that. I know, they're sitting there looking at the clear sky. That's crazy it's shit. It's so cheesy. <laughs> but, uh, one of his disciples said, you know, if you move the attack forward and we do it right now, Spider-Man's going to be taken out of, out of play and he won't be able to interfere. And Spider-Man apparently is a linchpin in, in that fight. Like, if he's not there, then Zodiac thinks that he can actually win, so he moves forward. Um, and of course, half the bases that the S.H.I.E.L.D. people knew about aren't even real bases. They're like set up with props and shit. There's like big models of like the guys standing there. Yeah. They walk in like, what is this? That's very <laughs> so funny. we don't really know what's going on there, but it was good. It was yeah. really good. Yeah. You know, I love Spider-Man. What was your number one? Okay, here for the big reveal. Dun, dun, dun. My number one was Batman number 47 by Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo. Um, if you remember in the last issue, Jim Gordon was fighting Mr. Bloom mm-hmm. and getting his ass kicked. Yeah. Uh, his, his suit had turned against him. Mm-hmm. Well, Jim... Figured out a way to stop it, much the same way that uh, Harper Rowe stopped it in uh, Batman and Robin Eternal. Yeah. He attacked the shoulder, got it to short circuit, and shut the suit down, and then he goes after Mr. Bloom. And Bloom, you know, is tremendous compared to him. And Jim's not exactly the most acrobatic or no. or skilled fighter without a suit, but he still manages to pull off some Batman-like moves. He, like, manages to uh, kick Bloom in the head and do some crazy acrobatics that you wouldn't expect from Gordon, because obviously he's been training really hard. And he manages to take Bloom out. And they get him in cuffs, and they get him in the truck, or not the truck, but the bat truck, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. <laughs> and they're celebrating. They're like, we finally did it. You know, he's like, I finally feel like Batman, like I'm doing something as Batman. Um, and then, of course, Bloom escapes because he's not the only Bloom. There's actually like six of them. Uh, so they come, they rip open the lid, and they pull him out. Well, at the same time this is going on, Bruce Wayne is on a train platform talking to one of the Robins from the We Are Robin group, um, Duke. Yeah. yeah. And. Duke knows who Batman is. He knows it's Bruce Wayne. He's always known because he's smart and he figured it out. And, you know, Bruce doesn't remember that he was Batman. He lost his memory after him and Joker fell next to that pool and then he was reborn or whatever. Mm -hmm. So Duke is telling him, you know, you were my inspiration. You were the thing that made me want to help people. You're the thing that made me want to put on this costume and go out there and do things. And now you're taking the easy way out. Now you got bopped on the head and you're just like, fuck it, I'm going to give up. I'm going to live a normal life. And Bruce is like, what are you talking about? And the more Duke presses him, the more he starts to break through his amnesia and he starts to realize that he is Batman and he can't fight it anymore. Well, that's all really cool and good and stuff, but the really impressive moment of the story was the very last page. Uh, Batman, Bruce Wayne, is sitting on that same park bench that he's always on, kind of staring off into the sunset. And while he's sitting there, he's thinking about Batman. And he's like, I remember tidbits of my life as that person. And he's like, maybe I should 
go back to doing that. And then all of a sudden, a voice behind him says, excuse me, I see you sitting here all the time. Are, are you lonely? And he sits down. Fucking Joker. <laughs> <laughs> but he's human. Uh-huh. He's completely different. He was reborn the same way Bruce was, and he has amnesia, and he doesn't remember he's the fucking Joker. He's just a normal guy. No makeup, no craziness. He's just like a, a blonde-haired, skinny guy that sits down next to Bruce to have a conversation while looking at the sunset. It was, it was great. So it's the whole thing again. Joker only became the Joker because of Batman. So if Bruce becomes Batman, the Joker will come back. Well, the next issue of the series is the last issue that Capullo's on. The last issue that him and Snyder are working on together. Um, so they're definitely going to do something to bring both characters back, I imagine. I'm, I'm pretty excited for it. I've, I've loved their entire run. The, only, the year one stuff was kind of weak, but everything else I've loved. Or year zero, I'm sorry. Yeah, the endgame. Starting with endgame. Endgame was great. Uh, and they've been on a roll since. I'm sad to see Capullo leave. Yeah, uh, I'll be I'll be happy if they ever do reunite and come back and take on their character again. Um, I know some people are kind of annoyed they've done so many Joker stories, but I think they've written better Joker stories than most people have in a really long time. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm pretty happy with it. People are dumbasses. <laughs> Joker stories are the greatest. I agree. I mean Capullo and Snyder, man, seriously. Yeah, so. it's kind of sad. That was my number one. <laughs> You're a Batman guy now. <laughs> I've always been a Batman guy. Bad God. <laughs> what was your uh, pick of the week? Pick of the week, man, is uh, Dark Side War number one, Lex Luthor, written by Francis Manapool and Bong Dazo. It's pretty good. I love it. You know, I'm loving the Dark Side crap. Dark Side is dead. Lex Luthor got the Omega power. Lex Luthor hanging on to that anger, baby. Gotta let that anger go. Yeah. And he does, and all of a sudden, now you see him. Now he's got an army. Shit's about to hit the fan. It's going to be pretty crazy. I mean, I've enjoyed the Dark Side War a lot so far. All the different Justice League people getting different aspects of Darkseid's power. They're all gods now. And now Lex Luthor is a god in his own right. And, you know, of course he's the bad god. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, of course. Not bad god, but bad god. (laughs) And uh, it's all coming to a head. I'm looking forward to seeing the big showdown and and seeing what happens with this. I imagine that somehow Darkseid is going to come back. Of course. You know, he's too much of a key character in that world to just let him die and stay dead. Yeah, because everybody else is corrupted, man. Yeah. But I, I love it because it's like you see, I mean, you see, obviously, you see Darkseid dead. You see what's going on in Apocalypse and everything else. You see what's happening, Luther having his flashbacks about his life and how he got screwed over by his dad. His dad was a piece of shit. And how his first interaction with Superman and everything else. And it, it's just a little bit more interesting story to Lex Luthor, who I've, I've been a fan of. Not a big, big, big fan of, but I'm really starting to like him a lot more as time goes on. Jesse Eisenberg? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be great. His take seems pretty damn funny. It's definitely an interesting take on Luther. I'm not sure I love it, but uh, I don't hate it as much as I thought I would. I like him the actor, so I think I'm going to be pretty cool with it. But yeah, you know, I, I love the Dark Side, Dark Side War. It's been amazing. Uh, I can't wait to see how they finish it out. Yeah, me too. My pick of the week was definitely the most fun book so far this, this week. Um, Batman and the TMNT crossover number one. The Toidles? The Toidles. <laughs> uh, so Batman is doing typical investigation i couldn't do that man i'm sorry <laughs> what <laughs> i just couldn't do the batman turtle well you didn't, you didn't want to read it uh, i couldn't do it I, Why? I, I don't know i just i don't I, my universes need to be apart <laughs> okay batman and the turtles don't need to be together i think you'd be pleasantly surprised if you give it a read was casey jones in it yeah he oh, is freaker was bebop and rocksteady in it? yeah damn it <laughs> yeah uh, batman actually fights him it's pretty cool <laughs> oh crap <laughs> uh so you very much get both sides of the story you get batman 
who is investigating all these uh, technology companies that are being attacked. So he's not in Gotham? He's in Gotham. Okay. They're in Gotham, and there's all these different technology companies that are subsidiaries of Wayne Enterprises that are being attacked. And certain pieces of important, expensive technology keeps getting stolen. So he, he knows that it's ninjas that are behind it, but he doesn't know which group of ninjas, and he's trying desperately to figure that out. At the same time, he's starting to realize that there's metahumans involved. So he keeps showing up, and he keeps barely catching glimpses of the foot soldiers escaping, but he knows that they didn't get what they were after, that somebody else showed up and stopped him before he arrived. And he's like, these metahumans are one step ahead of me, and he can't figure out who it is. Well, then you get to see the turtles, and they're you know doing their same goofy stuff, ordering pizza, and they're like, oh, man, Gotham pizza's fucking amazing. <laughs> they're like, nice. they're like <laughs> down in the sewers, like doing the same thing where they lay it on the, kind of like the movie. It feels like okay. the, the turtles from the movie, um, the first the very old movies. Okay, I got, you. I got you. Uh, so they're like getting pizza delivered to the sewer. They put a little sign up that says, you know, leave it on the street. <laughs> and tape the money to a telephone pole. And, uh, you know, they're going out and they're fighting the foot soldiers too. Uh, so Batman keeps investigating, keeps fi- finding stuff, and he makes a trap. He, he releases information that's one piece of technology that he's developed is going to be out there and shows up just in time to find Shredder. And then Shredder's like, I have no beef with you, bat creature. He's like, leave my people be. We just need this technology and then we'll be out of your hair forever. Um, and Batman tries to pursue Shredder. And of course, Shredder just escapes because mm-hmm. he's a ninja. Um, so Batman's like, okay, so there's turtles. He lays a trap for the turtles and then catches them in it at the very end. So it's like the four turtles and, and Splinter are all caught in Batman's trap. And he's like, I want answers. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty cool. How I mean, the hell does Shredder get away from Batman? Yeah, People can escape from Batman. Not too many people escape from Batman. You have to understand the scene. Batman's on the floor of a lab. Okay. And it's got really vaulted ceilings. They're like 60 feet high. Okay. And Shredder appears like standing on top of a gargoyle way up at the top. Oh, okay. And he's talking down to him and then he just disappears. Oh, wow. And like a puff of smoke. Okay, okay, okay. I can understand that. All right, gotcha. So, I mean, they weren't exactly in close proximity. Um, but it's super fun. Uh, I'm not doing any kind of justice trying to explain it. Uh, it made it sound exciting. I, I, like I said, I didn't get a chance to read it. I think it was something going on with my PC at the time when I was trying to read it. I loved it. Uh, if you're a fan of either one of those franchises, I think you'll love it too. It's very classic Turtles, very classic Batman. And the art style is great too. Like this uh, Freddie Williams, the second, he draws the Turtles like Kevin Eastman draws the Turtles, and he draws Batman kind of like Jim Lee draws Batman. So, oh, wow. It's, he has like two different styles that kind of mesh together really well. Like I, I loved it. I thought wow, it was so cool. Yeah, it was very, very interesting. That's nice praise. Yeah. You drop it on this guy. Yeah. Give it a read. I will. Uh, so this is what a miniseries? Yeah, it's a miniseries. Son of a the first issue. <laughs> okay, I got you. No, uh, <laughs> I just wanted to say that. <laughs> no, you made it sound exciting. I mean, it got me pumped on it. I'm to go see if I can get it to open up here later today. Yeah, I think you'll enjoy it. Sweet. So that's it for comics. Let's move on. Uh, we want to remind everybody if you enjoy the show, there are a couple of ways you can support us. Number one is by going to our Patreon, which is Patreon.com/slash/ComicalPodcast. It only takes a couple seconds to sign up. You can sign up directly with your Facebook account, uh, and you can donate whatever you want to donate, anywhere from a dollar up to any amount. And every little bit helps the show. I mean, we're paying $30 a month in server costs. Neither one of us is in a great financial situation right now, so any little bit you can give us really, really helps. Keeping the show going is actually becoming uh, difficult financially right now. So uh, we have one patron already, Seal Adams. Give us $4 a month, which is greatly appreciated, man. But uh, I'm sure there's a lot of other people out there listening that could spare a dollar a month, and it would mean a lot to us. So if you like the show and you want to support us, we really appreciate it. Yes, please. Uh, oh. the, the other way you could do it is by buying merchandise, uh, cafepress.com slash comicalpodcast. we got all kinds of stuff, T-shirts, mouse pads, keychains. Uh, we have some new designs that are coming out very soon. I was hoping I'd get them done before Christmas, but I'm not going to. 
So just keep an eye out. But we do have some good ones up there already. So if you if you want to buy some merch, you know they make great Christmas gifts. There's still a little bit of time, and uh, that helps us too. That's what you're getting for Christmas. <laughs> some merch. Did you buy your hoodie yet? No. <laughs> With what my looks? <laughs> I need you guys to sponsor me at Patreon or at my excuse me at my Kickstarter. Help Miguel get a hoodie. <laughs> he wants a cafe. He wants a comical podcast hoodie from Cafe Press really bad. That's right. <laughs> Can't afford it. I'll be out on Kickstarter soon, so you guys can donate. Nice <laughs> <laughs> cheap ass. <laughs> my tattoo got infected. Please help me buy a hoodie. <laughs> Shut up, man. <laughs> well, damn, I did spend a lot of money on antibiotics. I know, Good you lord. Did. Yeah. Could have been like, well, I don't need the leg. I need the hoodie. Exactly. <laughs> Would I be much cooler with a peg leg? That's what that's what our boss and I were talking about. Nice, Miguel the pirate. <laughs> Arg. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are bastards. <laughs> well, that's it for uh, trying to promote us. I okay. Guess. I guess we should move on to everybody's favorite segment. Tell me a funny story. You got a funny story for us? I didn't think I was up. Oh, yeah. How am I up? It's been three weeks since you've been here. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> well, so I went out to a football game. My leg got infected. There you go. Funny story. That's not funny enough. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Let me think about this. Give me a second here. Uh-huh. Well, while you're thinking, I'll go ahead and tell one. Nope. Uh, All right. Appreciate that. So I had something funny happen uh, not that long ago. I went to a Mexican restaurant here in town called Gringo's. Uh, <laughs> Very nice. Uh, but Heather and I occasionally get takeout from there because it's pretty cheap. And uh, I, w- I had ordered my food. I showed up. And while I was waiting to pay, I had to go to the restroom. So I walked all the way back into the restaurant, went into the bathroom. And as I enter, there's this, like, frantic-looking um, Nigerian woman looking around, like, what, what's going on? What's going on? And I was like, are you okay, ma'am? And she's like, oh, my gosh. Why am I in the men's room? She's like, I thought this was the women's room. I didn't know why the toilets were so different. <laughs> She was, like, staring at the urinal, inspecting it, because she didn't know how it worked. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I just kind of, I, I tried really hard not to laugh in her face. Uh, I did kind of chuckle, and then I said, oh, it's, a, it's okay. I'm sure it happens to everybody at some point or another. And she goes, I'm so embarrassed. And she ran past me. I went in the women's room. <laughs> That's freaking hilarious, man. That's messed up. I thought that was pretty funny, though. That's pretty funny. Well, I have a similar, well... It's kind of not. It's a bathroom story, but I don't know how funny it's going to be. Okay. It's an it's an embarrassing moment that has probably happened to most of us. So I had to go to the bathroom really, really bad. It was one of those moments where I had to run. I mean, because it was coming, and I couldn't. Uh, you know, doing these antibiotics is really messed with my stomach. Oh yeah, I can do that. And so, man, I was squeezing the cheeks, and I was hauling my ass to the bathroom. And so I got in there, man, and no hesitation. Thank God, I look. I did glance at the, at the toilet to make sure there was no piss. So it was clean. It was good. Sat down. Usually, I would normally on a normal basis, I would take some toilet paper or whatever, or some sanitizer, and clean it off if I had a chance. But time, we're all I, familiar with your bathroom etiquette. I had no time this time, <laughs> so I sat my ass down and it just, you know, that's what happened. Glance to the left. What do you think's missing? No toilet paper. No toilet paper. What do you do? Sock. No. <laughs> sock. <laughs> Have you never been in that situation before? I do not use a sock. You ever gone in a, a, a gas station bathroom? And, and I did this once before. You go in a gas, gas station bathroom, have to take a shit. There's no toilet paper, and you don't realize it until you're done. Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, what the fuck? And there's no paper towels. There's nothing. You can use your hand and like wash it really mm-hmm. badly, or you can just use a sock and then dispose of the sock. I use my sock. You never done that before? No. <laughs> I, I used a sock and just threw it away. <laughs> All right, this brings back. So this has happened more than once to me. Okay, because you brought up the other story what I did. Okay, so in this particular instance, I didn't break out my shoe and take my sock off. First of all, I wouldn't have been able to tell anything because the sock was black, so that would not have worked. 
So I wouldn't have known if I wiped my ass properly or not. I would have walked out and be like, what's thanks? <laughs> you can get two wipes out of it. You get one, and then you turn it inside out, and you get another one, and then you throw the sock away. Oh, I thought you would use one hand and then spin it and use the back hand and then flip it out and use it. No, that's you, disgusting. You can, but it doesn't work that that's well. That's nasty, you man. Can, you can flip it one time, and that's like it. What if you got the runs? Then what are you going to do? Pull your pants up and have it sitting in your ass crack? Though? No, you don't want to do that. No, no, I mean, no. You, you got to do something. I mean, you got two socks, so conceivably you got four wipes. Well, here's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> you stupid ass. Sometimes two socks, four wipes ain't enough, bro. <laughs> First of all, you flush the toilet, and you well, you hope the toilet has enough water action that the water actually comes back up. Like a bidet? Yeah, like a bidet, but it, <laughs> but it doesn't, so that didn't work. I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't going to try that because my shit was still in there anyway, and it was not of the solid kind, so that would have been nastier. Okay. So uh, I did what any normal human would do. I waited. I listened to see if nobody was in. I stood up, squeezed the cheeks really hard, grabbed the pants, opened the door, side looked, ran out that door, and ran into the next one. <laughs> Oh, so you were in a place with multiple stalls. Yes, I was. Oh, that's, that's much easier. I'm talking about a room with, like, no, there's, like, one bathroom. Well, I'm it. not done yet. Okay. Uh, I think someone got a glimpse of my ass as I was going to the next stall. <laughs> so, yeah, it was kind of embarrassing. What a treat for them. Yeah, <laughs> they walked back out. So, yeah, so I had toilet paper in there, thank God. But it, it was such a nasty feeling. I never thought I'd clean my ass enough to... <laughs> I felt like I, was still, I had to wipe more when I went back. Yeah, and then I came by and I shook your hand afterwards. Nice. <laughs> That's okay. I always wash my hands after I, nice. after I shake your hand. That's... But uh, nice. But the other one was you reminded me it was when I was in a gas station and I went to use the bathroom and there was no toilet paper and there was only one stall and it was a shitty ass gas station and whatnot and uh, uh, it was a big enough gas station, big enough restroom where I, I like I opened the door and I looked, nobody was there and I quickly ran over to the paper towel dispenser and yanked some paper towels out of there and ran back and, and wiped my ass with, if you, with I mean, if you got, hard ass paper fucking towels. Hey, sandpaper does a great job. Like. Dude, that shit hurt. <laughs> Dude, I got back in the car. I couldn't sit right. You got to build up tolerance in your butt crack. Like, I'm, I'm used to using paper towels. That's no problem for me. I can use sandpaper. No problem for me. <laughs> this felt like I was wiping my ass with fiberglass because my I, ass felt on fire. I got wool socks and it's no problem. Wool socks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like, that's not a problem as long as there's some kind of something, but... You know, imagine if I was wearing sandals. What do I do then? I don't want to think about it. <laughs> it's been a bad day. <laughs> oh my god! So the eleventh commandment on McGill's Lord Horsecles to bathroom etiquette: Make sure there's TP <laughs> before you squat. Always bring an extra pair of socks. That's nasty. <laughs> White socks, so you can see if you're actually getting it clean. <laughs> That's gross. What happens if you if you get the shitty socks and it happens like when you get the shitty paper and the finger goes through the sock? What kind of socks do you use? <laughs> my, my socks are all pretty thick. That's not going to well, happen. I'm not saying. I mean, I have those thin socks. Like, the ankle socks are really, really thin. I mean, you know, they, they wear out after yeah, time. Yeah, I get some of those Hanes Dry, man. The those, Hanes Dry? Those are the good ones. <laughs> nice. The tube sock. <laughs> it's right there in the name. Hanes Dry. It'll dry off your ass as you want. <laughs> you know? See, this would never have happened if I'd carried my trusty dude wipes with me. Woo! That's true. That's, an all, that's also an option, you know? Yeah, I still got two packages of dude wipes. I really need to break those in. That's a lot of preparation for going to the bathroom, though, making sure you always got dude wipes with you. <laughs> Socks are a little easier because they're always on your feet, you know? <laughs> now, if you told me you used it and you put it back on your foot, we got problems. Yeah, that's, that's been much. Well, I could see you the kind of guy to use a sock and then go wash it in the sink and then put it back on. <laughs> no way. There's no way I'm doing that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> But yeah, dude, it's embarrassing to have to get out of your damn stall with your ass hanging out and try and not even worried about your. I'm not even worried about my ass. I'm not worried about the shit coming out of my ass crack and falling on my pants or my legs or anywhere else in my body while I'm trying to get to the freaking other stall. Because both times, nothing was solid about what I left. <laughs> it was not solid, so it had been solid <laughs> you and easy. Little trail. <laughs> 
like leading from one to the other because that no, would be hilarious. There, there's no trail, thank God. That would have been embarrassing. The lady comes in, she's like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole McDonald's episode again. <laughs> but yeah, so that was my funny story. More poopy stories about me not having any TP. Everybody loves the shit stories. Nice. <laughs> I don't love it. The shit stories have got to quit happening, man. It's ridiculous. We're getting older. They're only going to get worse. God. I went to a freaking Sweet 16 yesterday, had some dinner, and the dinner didn't sit right with me. Twice I had to run to the bathroom before I shit myself, and both times I got my pants off barely in time. And thank God there was TP there. But oh my God. Of course, when I came out, my wife goes, I knew what you were doing. I could smell it out here. It's like, what the freak? <laughs> yeah, it was bad. Sounds like it. <laughs> So there you go, America. My funny shit stories. Very nice. Ass hanging out. Those are pretty funny. Ass, ass, ass. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's move on to our new favorite game that we haven't played in a while. Minute to win it. Oh, God. So uh, you're going to go first. I'm going to give you one first, and then you're going to go? Or, or no, you... I'm, I'm going to give you a word first. Oh, you don't. I got man. all yours ready. So. Oh, what the hell, man? <laughs> That's not right. I prepare for the show. <laughs> yeah, apparently you do. All right, so are you ready? Go ahead. Right, let me set the timer up real quick. Wait, I don't trust your ass. Let me get my phone. Last time I did this crap, you wanted to make me go for two minutes and 45 seconds. You piece of maggot. All right, you ready? No, I'm not ready. Give me a second. I got to find my stopwatch. Where's it at? Okay. Your word is peeps. God, man, that one time you tried to get me 3,000 peeps was ridiculous. Now, I'm, I love peeps. Don't get me wrong. The chocolate peeps are really great. The minty peeps are pretty good, too. They actually have SpongeBob peeps, too. Have you seen those yet? And yet, well, anyway, you wanted me to do that contest where I tried to eat all those peeps at one time. I would have done it, but I got a little freaked out. You know, I was a little scared. You know, I was afraid I was going to get diabetes and stuff and die or throw up all over your freaking couch. You wanted to see me throw up rainbow peep color, which would have been nasty. You but, wouldn't have the runs anymore. No, that's true. But I, I don't think I could even eat that many peeps. I mean, because now as I've gotten older, I mean, I can eat four or five or six of them. And then I said, I can't do anything. Of course, my son wanted to do the peep challenge, but you said, no, no, no. We can't be held liable for that boy being sick on live radio. It's not even live. We do a tape delay, you dumbass. But uh, peeps are good. But I, I'm waiting to see when they come out with a different type of peep, you know, something like rainbow colory peep, you know, for like the, all the, uh, never mind, I'm not going to go there. <laughs> you know, the, shit, fuck, I lost. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even make it to a minute, man. No, I didn't, because I, I went off tangent, and I didn't want to go there, and I, that, that messed me up. Round one goes to me. You dick. <laughs> <sighs> there's anything I could throw at you that, that you're not going to be ready for. Uh, let's see here. Shit. Shit is a brown colored substance that comes out of your ass. Ass, <laughs> ass, 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 ass. It's also it's a topic that's been a great topic of conversation on the show. We've talked about it many, many times. Lots of guests have come on and told and shit stories. Pizza and shit. Spiders and shit. Miguel and shit. Actually, Miguel's told the most and shit stories of anybody on the show because he has so many trips and so many things that happen to him when he goes to the bathroom. Bathroom etiquette is such an important thing to him, and shit just goes along with that. I mean, it cannot not go along with that, especially when he's part of the time Lord Horstocles. I mean, Horstocles has a shit shoveler, for God's sakes, named Sean the Minion, Horse Minion 519, whose sole purpose in life is to shovel your shit. I feel sorry for that, man. That's not, that's not a job that anybody really wants to have, but somebody's got to do it. That's what they always say, right? Dirty job, but somebody's got to do it. Unfortunately for Sean, that somebody is him. You know, shit's smelly, shit stinks, shit's ugly, shit's gross, fills up the toilet, stinks up the house. Nobody likes it. You know, your wife didn't even like it at the, the place last night because it smelled up everything. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> you bastard. God, I hate you sometimes. <laughs> Round one. Ding. <laughs> Are you prepared for this for like three weeks? I didn't sit there and think, Miguel's going to ask me about shit. I better have this one ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you knew I was going to... Uh, you knew what words to get me. 
I didn't. Th- I honestly thought Peeps was an easy one on my list. Well, it was fine until I tried to go somewhere with it and I messed it up. Okay. <laughs> nice. All right. Well, let's see. The second one, I have uh, two really good ones. Uh oh. I could use my last one is is a, a killer. So I'm gonna save that one for the end. I already lost. <laughs> you have one nothing. I'm not gonna win this anymore. Let's see. Number two, I'll go with comic book character because that's that's usually what I do. What do you mean? I'm confused. The the question has to either be about something. We haven't explained the rules. <laughs> For any of you who don't know how a minute to win it works, since we've already played one round, we'll give each other a word, something to do with either comic books or with the comical podcast, and then the other person has to talk for an entire minute without pausing and not stop talking about whatever that, that subject is until the end. So for this particular question, I'm going to give you a comic book character. Oh, so you're going to tell me and I got to talk about him. Yeah. You fucking asshole. <laughs> Well, that's, that's normally what we did. I mean, last yeah. time we did Spider-Gwen and I know, Squirrel I'm just, Girl. I'm waiting to see what you're going to give me. That's so I'm, I'm going to give you a character you know something about. Uh-huh. I'm not going to give you fucking Arm Fall-Off Boy or something. You don't know anything about. <laughs> that guy is cool. <laughs> so, uh, here we go. your character is Jim Corrigan. Jim Corrigan is a specter, man. Not the sphincter, the specter. <laughs> that guy's pretty awesome, dude. He messes shit up, dude. He's in Gotham. Uh, what's that? Gotham Beyond or Gotham Beyond Midnight or whatever the hell it is. I can't remember the name of the title, but he's freaking awesome. I don't know much about this character, but I do know that he's pretty badass. And it's supposedly the specter's supposed to be controlled by God, the Almighty, but it's not. Apparently, Corrigan can control him, and Corrigan can ask. He's supposed to only smite the bad, di- bad guys, but... Here in a recent episode, the last book, the Spectre killed some detectives, which is like, what the freak? You know, it's not supposed to happen, and the Spectre's supposed to be, like, all worldly and all godly. And then Jim's like, why did you do this for? And the Spectre said, because you wanted me to. So now you find out that Jim actually has more, more control of the Spectre than you thought he did, and he can actually, what he wants the Spectre to do. So it's not even like, so is the Spectre a good guy or is he a bad guy? So we don't know, man. Is he, like, supposed to be, like, some divine divine entity, or now he's, like, corrupt? I have no idea if he's corrupt because of Corgan or he's corrupt because the Spectre's corrupted from dealing with all the, the evil shit in Gotham by Midnight now that's going on. I have no idea. I'm wondering when Batman's going to show up, and that'd be a pretty badass fight between Batman and Spectre, but I don't think this Batman can win because Spectre is pretty damn strong. I mean, come on, he made you those guys it. explode. You got it. <sighs> that was tough. He was kind of middle of the pack. I figured Jim Corgan you knew enough about you could probably do a minute. Didn't really know much about him, to be honest <laughs> with you. Um, okay. Uh, I'm going to reach out and I'm going to give you a minion character to talk about today. Um, I want you to talk about Pop Mojo. Go. Pop Mojo is the pseudonym used by Bill. Uh, I don't really know Bill's last name. I guess I should, but I don't know wow. his last name off the top of my head. But he's a guy who does a lot of really cool Instagram and Facebook photos and posts them in regards to our show and to the Metal Geek show that my friend Carrie does. Uh, he's a real interesting, real funny guy. Has a lot of uh, interesting insight into the shows. Like he listens and he knows all the inside jokes and he makes his own jokes about the inside jokes. And he loves to use the Minions characters, like from the Minions movie. And he turned them into a horse. So he actually has horse Minions, <laughs> which is pretty funny. And he uses those in all kinds of compromising situations and makes fun of you. Uh, he's been doing the Diary of Horse to Cleese since you didn't actually want to do it. He's been putting out new strips kind of whenever he feels like it. But I think he's done probably five or six at this point. And they've all been really good, really funny, kind of telling the origin story based on what we've discussed on the show. You know, we talked about how Horse to Cleese was born to, with seven other brothers to a mom who was kind of a whore of a horse who slept with all kinds of different men. So that's why all the little kids have different personalities. You got Cleese and Sleaze and Please and all those guys. But uh, but Bill does a great job. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> a whore of a horse. Very nice. I was like, how did you say that without getting tongue-tied? Whore of a horse. <laughs> yeah, Bill does have an interesting take on the show. I do love his uh, his pictures. They're pretty damn funny, especially the one he did with the, the movies. I know Bill's last name. I just didn't want to say it on the show. <laughs> nice. <laughs> what a penis. Ah, uh, so that's tied. So I, 
I have to win this one or that's over. You have to win this one. Yeah. Or maybe you should go first. No, no, because if you get it, you win. Yeah. So it's a, just, I have that's to either do this way. To so you got to go first. And you said it's a nutbreaker? Oh, that's a good one. You- it's a good one. It's related to the show. It's related to uh, one episode of the show. Something we talked about for only a, a short period of time. But oh, God. You'll remember it. You'll remember this conversation. No, oh, Jesus. So tell me when you're ready. <sighs> okay. Your word is raccoon genitals. Raccoon genitals, raccoon genitals, raccoon genitals. I don't even know why the hell I even said that. It's because you were talking about something, and I just decided, oh, we're talking about Rocket and Groot, and I just went off like, raccoon genitals, raccoon genitals, because you showed me something of, of some raccoon dick. I think it was like a raccoon penis bone or something. Like, who the hell shows me raccoon penis bones? Where do you even get that from? Why do you want a raccoon penis bone? Explain this to me. Why? Why do you want one? Because you can play with it? It's bigger than yours? I don't know. <laughs> raccoon penis, raccoon genitals. Who knows? Do they shave them? Do they shave them? Do we got the Brazilian shave going there? <laughs> Raccoon genitals can apply to male or female, right? Uh-huh. There you go. <laughs> so, I oh, good Lord, I lost. <laughs> <laughs> There's not much you can say about raccoon genitals. But it relates to the show. Uh, you, you remember how Heather said she got you? That's what this was, <laughs> this uh, was her suggestion. Oh, hell no. Start this shit over again. I'm not losing this way. <laughs> <laughs> You're laughing She's out laughing there. <laughs> Hang, on. Hang on one second, people. Raccoon General this. <laughs> Piece of craps. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm the champion. <laughs> you still got to go. No, I, I win by default. I, you lost, you lost two. Oh, it's, no, best you, out of, it's best out of three. I don't so care. You, you still get to do the third one. It doesn't matter. You still get to do it. Uh, Good <laughs> Lord. I don't even have one. <laughs> You can't force me to do it and then not have one ready. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, okay, you win. It's a tough week for me. <laughs> I can tell you're struggling. Yeah, I've been out, man. Yeah, you need some uh, some ground up raccoon penis bone. That's nasty. <laughs> get your brain working better. <laughs> Is that what you use it for to get the brain working? That's what people do, right? They like eat rhino horns and raccoon penis bones and like all that weird shit. Like they get it ground up into powder and then take it for like virility or whatever. <laughs> That's disgusting, man. <laughs> I don't need no help there. Some gunko baloney? Oh, yeah, I need some gunko baloney. <laughs> Jesus, this is a rough day for me today. That's a throwback. Yeah. All right. Well, that's that's it for Minute to Win It. That was fun. You I always, I always like doing that. You one. suck. Cause you... <laughs> Freaking Heather laughing in the other room. <laughs> All right. So uh, we were supposed to have the He-Man and the Masters of the Universe live action, live tweet. This past Saturday, uh, but we didn't end up doing it. We had to move it because of some stuff was going on. But uh, we're doing it on the twentieth of December, which is next Sunday. Why? At twelve p.m. Central Time. Why? We have a lot of minions that are already excited about it. That have bought copies. They're already ready to go. I can't believe people went out and bought this jackassery of a movie. People want to be involved with us. They want to. They want to participate. It's going to be fun. It's going to be. A, oh God! All my tweets are going to be negative. All, everybody's tweets are going to be <laughs> the whole point in live tweeting is to kind of make fun of it. You, know? you guys are going to be like, this is like the greatest show ever. Oh, this is awesome. Oh. No, nobody thinks it's the best movie ever made. So it, what hashtag are we going to use? Hashtag, hashtag M-O-T-U-L-I-V-E. Motu Live. Motu Live. Okay. So if you want to participate, get a copy. You may actually be able to find it on YouTube. Uh, the whole movie might actually be up there. So uh, get a copy of the movie. I know it's on Netflix now. I know you can stream it because a lot of people were talking about that before or, you know, Find it however you can. That's the point. And push play when you push play. Push play at exactly 12 p.m. Central Time. We'll already be tweeting about it up to the five minutes beforehand. We'll tell everybody when we're going to hit play. So just watch for that tweet when it comes through. Hit play yourself and then tweet along with us. It's going to be a blast. And then right afterwards, we're going to record our last episode of this year. So 
Oh, <laughs> forever. <laughs> uh, we're going to be doing our top five lists. We're going to talk about what our favorite comics were, what we liked, what we didn't like. Uh, it's going to be like a year in review kind of thing for the next episode. And then we're not going to have an episode on the twenty on the 28th. Uh, we got too much going on. It's Christmas time. We're doing stuff with our families. we got New Year's, all that kind of shit. So uh, no new episode after that one. There's one more left in 2015 where we'll kind of go over everything, and then we'll be back strong in January. So Gotcha. Everybody just be aware of that. Yeah. The top five porns of 2015 brought to you by Horse to Sleaze. Uh, if, you, if you do have a specific top five list you'd like for us to answer, uh, feel free to send it to us. And uh-huh. We're going to do the same ones we did last year for sure. You know, top five big two, top five image, top five artists, top five writers, that kind of stuff. But uh, if there's a category you think that we're missing out on or you think it'd be really funny to hear us oh, great. discuss. So you're opening it up now? <laughs> uh, feel free to tweet at us. We may or may not use it. You know, that's a bad can of worms you're opening right there. <laughs> you know, I was joking about the top five porns. <laughs> I'm afraid, man. You already got your list lined up. Don't no, lie. No. <laughs> I'm afraid to see what people are going to send in. <laughs> so that's all the uh, news about us, but we can move on to this week's comics, movie, and TV news. All right, man. Or rather, the last two weeks' worth of comics, movie, and TV news. What are you saying, man? We didn't go over anything <laughs> last week. All right, let's go start off with some wonderful stuff. Let's do comics this time. Okay. So last week, Marvel announced a Haunted Mansion comic telling the story of the 999 ghosts that are in the mansion. Is that that Eddie Murphy movie? Uh, no. no. <laughs> really? <laughs> Sorry. That's the, what... the ride in Disney World and Disneyland that the movie that that shitty movie is loosely based on. Uh-huh. You, you never done the ride? No. You never did the Haunted Mansion ride? I don't go to Disney. Oh, my God, man. You're missing out. Haunted Mansion's a lot of fun. That's not but little kids at Disney. That's not true. Lots of adults go. The freaks? Weirdos? <laughs> <laughs> no, Haunted Mansion is actually a lot of fun. Is um, that what carries that right now? Yeah, I've said. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry, man. Just a little jab at a boy there. <laughs> nice. uh, but yeah, it's it's actually really good. Uh, it's a really fun ride. Um, they're doing a comic based on all the ghosts that inhabit the mansion, and it's being written by Josh Williamson, and uh, it's being drawn by George Coelho, who is the artist for John Flood. So I'm looking forward to that. I mean, I'm not usually one of these guys that gets gung ho about Disney based comics or cartoons, really, but. Uh, they had you at Josh Williams. They had me at Josh Williams. <laughs> Spiders Plus, and shit. Of all the things that you could write a comic about at Disney, Haunted Mansion has to be the coolest. It really is like the best ride there. So would it be spiders and shit? <laughs> be, there were lots of ghosts and shit. <laughs> nice. Um, Bring your own TP. Marvel had a couple announcements. Uh, the next big Marvel crossover event after Secret Wars is going to be Apocalypse Wars, and it's going to take place all the way across the X-Men titles. Ah. Uh, we found out today that it's actually going to have something to do with Kid Apocalypse, Evan kind of coming into his own and becoming the big bad. That's what I'm talking about. So I'm kind of sad to see Evan go from being who he is now to being a badass a bad guy. Yeah. yeah. Like, don't worry, man. Apocalypse. The last book, Deadpool talking back down. He'll go back to being a good guy. Again. I've always liked the fact <laughs> that, that this apocalypse is trying really hard to be a nice person to, to see Xavier's dream rather than the old apocalypse's dream. But uh, it looks like they're going to change it. So I don't know. I'm not going to give it a chance, but I'm not excited about it as much. Uh, Marvel also announced another crossover that's going to be happening in 2016, Civil War II. You bastards. How do you feel about that? I should have told you. <laughs> I don't know. Who the hell? What? Really? Why? I don't know why they have to do another Civil War. Yeah, like Marvel has so many good writers and so many good properties that they could come up with all kinds of new storylines. I don't think they have to rehash stuff. I don't think they have to keep going back to previous events and trying to revitalize them or change them for the, the current time or whatever. I mean, it kind of worked with Secret Wars, but at the same time, all that basically got invalidated and the all-new stuff afterwards. 
Yeah, I don't understand the point. I don't really see a reason for going back to Civil War except to make more money because the movie's coming out. That's all it is, brother. That's all it is, which is dumb. I mean, I'll probably read it just because I read everything, but I'm not excited about it. <laughs> Even though the first Civil War was great. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know Telltale Games? No. It's the company that releases all the mobile Walking Dead and uh, Grim oh, Fairy Tale games. Okay. They're doing a Batman game in 2016. Nice pretty cool yeah i can imagine what that's going to be like i played the walking dead game all the way through and it was a lot of fun um never played the is it grim fairy tales or what's the other one um i don't know you're losing me fables yeah fables, fables. fables yeah yeah i never i never played the fables one but uh i did like the walking dead one and i of course i'm a huge batman fan as evidenced early in this, nice. this episode I'm batman. so uh i'm looking forward to that what's it gonna be called bat god <laughs> probably not probably not bat god <laughs> um let's see DC has announced their variant theme covers for March, and all of them are going to be Batman versus Superman. Interesting. To build up for the movie. So nice. That could be kind of cool. Yeah. Should be some pretty interesting ones. Um, there's also some news on the four miniseries that DC was planning to release that never actually went anywhere. Uh, they've decided to re-release them as part of an anthology under the Legends of Tomorrow umbrella. They're going to be featuring stories based around Firestorm, Metal Men, Metamorpho, and Sugar and Spike. Uh, the first issue, which is going to be 80 pages, is coming out March 9th, and it's going to be $7.99. I'm not picking it up. <laughs> no? <laughs> no. You don't like any of those? No. Maybe Firestorm, but I don't know. Uh, Metal, Metal Men's pretty cool. I used to read that when I was younger. Uh, I don't really know anything about Sugar and Spike. That's just funny. I thought you were being stupid for a while. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I might. Spike the Turtle? No. I don't think it's. <laughs> I might read that. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So that's it for comics news. Okay. What give do you want some, next? Give us some movies. Uh, we got a Batman and Superman trailer. Yeah. It looks pretty badass. Yeah. Get I'm getting more hyped up for this movie as we go on, man. You can see the Holy Trinity finally. Oh, man. I, I wet my pants. How do you feel about Dark Side, quote unquote? <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. There's a lot of speculation that it's not even Dark Side. A lot of people think it's Wraith or Wrath or whatever, the guy I, from the, the Superman Unchained books. I'd love it to be Dark Side, but I don't, I don't think it is. It's not Dark Side. I mean, the, the thing is, Doomsday is this massive hulking monster that, that kills Superman. I mean, he's the, the guy that beats Superman in the Death of Superman storyline. Yep. Really well known in mm -hmm. the DC universe. And the thing is, he gets stronger, and he never can be defeated the same way twice. Right. Like, he learns from his mistakes, which is something that most comic characters are incapable of doing. True. And, and that is his superpower, is that he learns from his mistakes. Uh, the guy in the trailer kind of looks like him, because he has little bone fragments jutting out of him and stuff, but they're not as pronounced as they usually are for Doomsday. On the other side, he does shoot beams out of his eyes. So I don't know if that is supposed to be Doomsday, and we just have a... a Deadpool from Wolverine Origins situation going on where they're no, giving him extra powers. No, 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 no. <laughs> or if that's supposed to be somebody else. You would have to give that guy extra powers. The guy's a badass without those. Right, but he shoots laser beams. It's in the trailer. That's why I think he's right. I think what you said is the, the new guy from the new Superman. Superman story. Unchained. Yeah. I, I could see that. Like if it's Wraith, is it Wraith or Wrath? I think it's Wrath. If it's Wrath, it kind of makes sense. Uh, but as Doomsday, I'm not sure. He shouldn't be able to shoot laser beams. And I'm really hoping he's not fucking another mistake like Deadpool was. No, nah, no, nah, I don't think they would do that. I think they've had to learn from Marvel's dumbass making that one mistake. Well, like I said, his superpower is that he's supposed to learn from people's <laughs> mistakes. So if they didn't learn from that guy's mistakes, then uh, I don't know. It's just all kinds of a meta joke right there. Yeah. No, but it would be pretty badass if it was the guy from Superman and Jane. I agree. Because that dude is super powerful. It's definitely done Darkseid. I mean, we know Darkseid is supposed to show up in the movie somewhere towards the end, probably, to set up the Justice League War, you do have that one scene where it's like a dream sequence mm -hmm. and all the, the flying creatures are, are kind of going around. 
um, those look like the the creatures on Apocalypse, right? Mm-hmm. So I could see Darkseid having a bigger role than we think he does. He's going to like have some kind of dream influence on them before he arrives or something like that. But uh, I, I'm really hoping that the guy we see them fighting is not supposed to be. How'd you like them to steal the story for the Dark Side movie uh, from the war, from the uh, war, from the animated? I war. think it's too soon to do that. Too soon. Yeah, I think it's too soon because they got to introduce all the other Justice League characters first and, and kind of get you familiar with them. They got to kind of do it like Marvel is doing Thanos. Like he's little, little bit here, a little bit there, and then all of a sudden there's one big movie about him. Yeah. So whether DC does that or not, we'll just have to wait and see. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. We also got the Apocalypse trailer. Yeah. Looks better than I thought it was going to. Yeah, but I agree with you said earlier. His voice needed to be a little bit more raspy. He he sounds very like just a normal dude. He doesn't sound he doesn't have that gravitas that you expect Apocalypse to have. Even Ivan Ooze had a better voice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will say he doesn't look like Ivan Ooze anymore. Though. No, he does not. Very very much more blue. I think that one photo we got was just bad lighting or something. Um, that stuff looked cool. I thought some of the other characters looked a little too campy. Uh, Archangel in particular. I don't know. They need to do more with the CGI, make him look more menacing or something, because he looked too cartoony. Yeah, I know. I know you love Archangel, so, you know, I'll see what happens. Yeah, but I'm still happy to see it. Something. Like, what's that dumb doll doing there? <laughs> uh, we also got the Ninja Turtles 2 trailer. Hell yeah! I'm so stoked for this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Steven Amell is Casey Jones. Roxette and Bebop are in there. That's the best part. Uh, I'm. Th- this looks like what the first movie should have been. Yeah, we don't even talk about the first movie. The first movie was was not great. The second one looks like it's going to be The awesome. second one looks like it's very true to the comics, very true to the old TV series, the old cartoons. Looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I'm, I'm actually really excited for it as well. Um, and then the very last piece of movie news is that Ant-Man 2 now has its writing staff. Uh, Paul Rudd is writing it along with Andrew Barrer and Gabriel Ferrari, who are two of the guys that worked on Transformers. Okay. Um, I think it's kind of weird that Paul Rudd is actually writing the movie, though. Yeah. I mean, he's into it now. Yeah, he must be dedicated to being the character. So. True. Michael Douglas is uh, going to be back? Yeah, of course. Oh, hell yeah. Falling down again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so moving on to TV, uh, Supergirl was picked up for a full season. Okay. I have- you start off with that crap, and I thought you are going to go, casting again? <laughs> well, that, that, come, that comes later. You son of a... <laughs> <laughs> we talked about um, on the last episode with the uh, two girls that... Supergirl was kind of maybe going to be picked up or not picked up. We weren't sure yet. And whether or not they did a Flash crossover was kind of contingent on that. Now that it's been picked up for a full season, it's a pretty good chance we're going to see a a Flash crossover when it comes back. So that's kind of cool. Looking forward to that. Yeah, we'll see. You don't care? I don't know. I have no idea. I haven't seen enough of the Supergirl show yet to to really give you an honest opinion on it. I love the Flash, but it could probably work. You got to catch up with Supergirl. It's been better than I ever expected. I'm trying to catch up. I've been behind. You know, a lot of sh- lot of crap going on. The the Enthcast guys are right though. She really needs to learn how to throw a punch. <laughs> <laughs> Very it, nice. It's good. It's good. Um, let's see. We got a new trailer for Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah, I'm I'm really stoked for this show. Uh, the first trailer was very underwhelming. I, I wasn't excited about it at all. The second trailer completely flipped me around on it. I'm pretty excited for it. Finally, it's all about snart, man. <laughs> he does seem to be the most interesting character in the group. Hot girl? <laughs> Hawk uh, man? I'm not, I'm not sold on the people they cast as Hawk Girl and Hawk Man. What about, what about the, what's her McCall, the Laurel sister? Uh, what is she now? Oh, she, I, the White I, Canary? Yeah, like, she's great. Um, I can't think of her name either. Firestorm? Firestorm's fine. Yeah, it's all about Snart, man. Oliver's, Snart and his brother. Oliver Queen's son, whatever his name's going to be. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's going to be fine. Like, yeah, I think Snart is the most interesting character in that group. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, but I'm I'm kind of looking forward to seeing that now. You guys are legends. <laughs> uh, Sci-Fi announced that they're developing a Harrow County TV show. Oh man, really? I mean, that would excite you. Oh God, I think that would actually be a good fit for it too on the Sci-Fi Network. Uh-huh. You can see that going really well. Uh, Harrow County is uh, one of Colin Bunn's miniseries. It's, is he going to have any input on it? Are they going to? Oh, I'm him? sure he's going to be heavily involved. Oh hell yeah, it's going to be great. Um, so moving on to doesn't get people the creeps, man. People gonna freak out when they see crap like that. <laughs> Quite possibly. Uh, so moving on to what you were asking for before the casting. You dirty. <laughs> uh, we'll start with Supergirl. Ah, <laughs> oh, Lord of Mercy. Uh, Italia Ricci, um, who's from the TV series Chasing Life, has been cast as Silver Banshee. Actually, that's it for Supergirl. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I don't even know who that was. Uh, Gotham has cast Lori Petty, who you may know as Tank Girl. Yeah. Uh, as Jerry, who's the owner of a club that has fights to the death and like coordinates assassinations and stuff. So nice. kind of cool to see her making an appearance. She's kind of rough now, though, man. She got a little She doesn't look like Tank Girl anymore. <laughs> no, no, no. She didn't even look like the girl from uh, with uh, Polly Shore. She was in Orange is the New Black, right? Yeah, she looks very rough. Yeah, she's she, definitely uh, changed quite a bit. Yeah, because she ain't had much acting jobs lately. Yeah. You know? She got to get back into work, get that money, get that face fixed. Uh, Michael Bowen has been cast as Matches Malone in Gotham. Um, that's going to be the guy who ended up killing the Waynes in this version of the story. Uh-huh. So that's kind of cool. Wait a minute, wait, 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 wait. You said matches? Mm-hmm. Wasn't that Batman's character? Didn't he use yeah, that? that's the character he pretends to be when he yeah. gets that. Yeah. So they used they used him as the uh, killer. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, one more Gotham casting announcement. Melinda Clark from the OC has been cast as Grace Van Dahl. I know who she is. Yeah. I don't, I don't I'm not really familiar with the actress. but didn't really care for her in the OC. Yeah, I guess because Jim's from the OC, they're going to keep pulling people from that roster to join Not, up. Dude, if they pull freaking whatchamacallit, I'm going to quit watching the show. <laughs> I, <laughs> never, I never watched the OC. If they pull so. what's-her-name from the OC, I'm going to be pissed. I can't think of her name right now. She's the well-known actress on it. Not well-known to me, but I don't give a damn. <laughs> the one that dies. The one that was his love interest. I can't remember her name. I love Gotham. I really do. I, it's a great show. It's, it, to me, it's just, just amazing. It's fun. It's fun. It's definitely like an alternate reality version of, of the story. And if you look at it as that, it can be a lot of fun. Uh, it does have flaws, quite a few flaws, but I think it's consistently more fun than a lot of the other shows. So Jordan, Jim Gordon's kicking ass. I'm enjoying it, too. <laughs> um, so then the last piece of casting announcement is that Marco Grazzini from Heroes Reborn has been cast as Joe Monteleone, a.k.a. Tar Pit, in The Flash. Ah, okay. So that'll be cool. Yeah. Seen Tar Pit? Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, that's more, more crazy CGI. Like, I love The Flash because they're not afraid to spend money. <laughs> so how come King Shark can't come back? I want some more King well, Shark. Well, uh, there's been enough of an outcry that I think he's going to. Sweet Jesus, I yes. Think, I think I saw Berlanti said something about trying to bring him back later in the season because yeah. people people freaked out over King Shark. I know I did. I, I was so King excited Shark. about that. <laughs> um, okay, and then uh, due to the State of the Union address on January 12th, Agent Carter has been moved again. Uh, it's getting pushed back to Tuesday, January 19th. Oh, so, wow. So the president pushed Agent Damn Carter. Damn it, President Obama. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to watch Agent Carter. Now i got to wait. Well, America needs to know. <laughs> now you get to see Agent Obama. <laughs> it's not the same, man. It's not the it's same. Not the same. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's it for news. Quite a bit for two weeks. Uh, I want to remind everybody to follow us on all of our social media. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash comical podcast on Twitter. I am at comical podcast. I'm a comical podcast too. And on Instagram, it's the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've, we've joined up with a, a legion of other podcasters recently, uh, using the hashtag pattern family. We are legion like modern family, but with a P That's terrible. <laughs> 
but it's become this thing where we're trying to get all, all of each other's shows trending, get as much exposure as possible. So anytime you see any podcasters on Twitter tweeting using the hashtag Potter and Family, please retweet them, including us. Uh, we're trying to get it trending and get more people to find us. I know for a while we were actually the number one trending hashtag in Canada, and we were pretty close to the top on uh, the UK charts as well. So that's pretty awesome. We haven't cracked top 10 in America yet, but uh, that's a much harder shell to crack, I think. Um, but if you see us using that hashtag for anything, which I'm trying to put it on all of my posts, uh, please retweet. We appreciate it. All righty then. Uh, also, if you enjoy the show and you want to leave us a review, you can find us on iTunes, you can find us on Stitcher, you can find us on SoundCloud. Reviews are greatly appreciated. That's another great way to get us exposure and to get people to find out about the show. Uh, it just takes a few minutes of your time, but it does a lot for us. Yes, it does. And uh, that's it, man. Oh, hey, I wanted to say one thing. Sure. I did get a chance to go out and see a movie. Oh, yeah? What'd you see? I saw Creed. It was good? Oh, yeah. Seeking Steve Wright. It's an amazing movie. I enjoy it. I put it up there with Rocky One. It was really good. I think Michael B. Jordan did a great job. My boys loved it. Me and my wife loved it. And they're not much of boxing fanatics like I am. I, I want to see it. I really do. Uh, I thought it was really funny, though, the whole week that it first came out. Everybody was posting on Facebook, man, Creed's amazing. I love Creed. And all I could think was, what the hell's wrong with your music choices in life, man? <laughs> <laughs> but I still got to see Krampus. Yeah, Krampus looks good, too. Hey, but you know what we're going to see in a week? Masters of the Universe. Oh, no. <laughs> Something bigger than that. Force Awakens. That's right. We got to beat up some kids and take their tickets. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, we'll be back next week, guys. And until then, keep on laughing, bitches. Bitches.